And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why so serious? You're the best killer. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie Podcast. I'm Jacob, and I am joined, as always, by Sage. Nice. I'm still first. Always. My brother. <laughs> and my Pete. brother. My man. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> What's weird? <laughs> you two being all brotherly and lovely. What do you mean? We're always that way. Until Jacob gives a dumb movie a good score what do you mean you know exactly no like what when have i ever done that i stand by i think all of my scores probably not all of them but i mean at least you don't give every single movie an 80 or above (laughs) is that a shot at me yeah (laughs) yeah that was yeah man the lowest tate's gone in a long time is a okay there's a 70 for last flag flying um akira 70 akira akira Okay, Tree of Life 55. That's the yep. last one that's been low for Tate. How we doing? Are we all in better moods today? <laughs> Hungover <Huh>? and tired. <laughs> Hungover and tired. I uh, went to this guy's bowling league last night. And, yeah, uh, you, you know what I did last night? Nothing. I just watched football by myself. Yeah, I guess we could have texted you. I don't even think about it because being Cheyenne, but I guess it's not that far. Um, it's like 40 minutes. But they Sage took me to a brewery before bowling. Got all lubed up beforehand. I like breweries. And then we went bowling, and then beer started flowing. And they were doing this like shot frame rule where if three people um, out of the four get a strike in a single frame, then the fourth person who didn't get a strike has to buy shots for everybody. And uh, it happened to me three times. So, and we only ended up taking one of the three shots because we were too turnt from beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I bowled terribly. Yeah, it's <laughs> shockingly bad at bowling. Uh, Good. He needs to be bad at something besides podcasting. It was an off day. It was an off day. I'll be back. <laughs> that was a zinger. <laughs> All Anyways, right. We, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's what's happening. That's where we're um, at. Tate picked a ridiculous movie. Yeah. <laughs> One, One that, that I hadn't seen, seen or but doesn't remember seeing. Yeah. One that he, that he watched, watched with me. Yeah. Uh, and I, he wrote a review. Might, yeah. This might be the most random movie also Tate's ever picked. Like, out of all the Zemeckis movies, you pick Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Well, it's it's because it's Columbia, and we're going to Columbia soon. So that was well, the... Is Sage going to Columbia also? I he am is. now going to Columbia. He bought his ticket to Columbia. Wow. We are not going to Cartagena, as originally planned. But that, that's the, that was the randomness of this behind this movie. Are you guys going to do cocaine? Yeah, got to try that cocaine. No. Got to find Pablo Escobar. No. What about, are you going to go pet some cocaine hippos? Whoa. No. <laughs> I don't no? know what that means. It's so crazy. Yeah, uh, nuts. There's only hippos in Africa and Colombia. It's because when Pablo Escobar was at the height of his wealth, he bought hippopotamuses and brought them to his, like, the Castillo. And after he died, they ended up, like, 
breaking loose. And so now there's just hippos like living in Colombia and they're <laughs> not supposed to be there. That's awesome. It's very dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, hippos, hippos are, are like crazy. super dangerous. They're like yeah. the most dangerous animal. They're like insanely yeah. aggressive. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Very insane. So now there's just like a few now wild hippos just romping around Colombia, <laughs> causing trouble. Wow. Leaving a legacy. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes, you picked Romancing the Stone from 1984. A mousy Whoa. romance novelist sets off for Colombia to ransom her kidnapped sister and soon finds herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure hunting for treasure with a mercenary rogue starring Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and I guess technically Danny DeVito. Yeah, that was a, that was a huge highlight going into What this. do you mean technically? We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the review. Um, yeah, it, it, anybody got anything for this? I, I think we kind of laid it out. Tate, watch this movie over... COVID while living in Colorado. You know mm-hmm. what's legal in Colorado? Mm-hmm. It was it was featured in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um he forgot that he watched it. Sage mm-hmm. did not forget that he watched it. I can um, tell you probably why he forgot it. It was hinted by Jacob about two seconds mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Insert full sounds. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> now I don't have to do it. um he he discovered he rediscovered this movie by looking (laughs) for his notes on rebel without a cause and he was like huh this would be a fun movie to pick and then he's like oh wait i've seen this (laughs) well it started as a conversation with somebody they're like have you seen this movie and because i was talking about columbia and i was like oh no i've never heard of romance in stone it sounds awesome and they're like yeah it's got dan defito it's in columbia it's a rom-com kind of and i was like sounds awesome and so that's how it all started. And then when I found my note, I was totally confused. But yeah, it all, it all cleared up, which we'll get into on the other side. Confusing things tend to be confusing. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't like that sagism. There's your tautology for the day. <laughs> all right. Anybody got anything else? No. no. All right. We'll catch you on the other side. I'm getting out of this jungle dump. I'm fed up to here with this treasure hunt business. Yeah. Ira, you miserable worm, you lied to me. You said she was a city girl, out of her element. Just get her in the map and bring them back. Piece of cake. Piece of cake, my butt. What went wrong? I'll tell you what went wrong. First of all, guess who else is here? You're dead right, Solo. What? Secondly, she's got herself a partner. You like shooting holes and everything. Minimum price for taking a stranded woman to a telephone is four hundred dollars. Three hundred and seventy-five in traveler's checks. Not a deal. That's just the beginning of what's going on down here. me. 
look at those snappers. Yes. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so great. He said that line so many times. It was his favorite Yeah, and line. I loved his inflection. It, it first started as like, look at those snappers. And then it was like, look at those snappers. And it was like, look at those snappers. They did a great job of finding out a way to just sneak that in so many times in the movie. Even like the very last one made me laugh so yeah. hard. He's just going to die and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Look at those snappers. He's like, look at that snapper. Damn. <laughs> Even though they're all just about to get shot. God, that was funny. Um, at the beginning of the movie, did you guys notice the Casablanca reference? Yes. Here's to here's to you. She here's didn't... looking at you, Jesse, whoever yeah. you are. Here's looking at you, Jesse. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. I just and finished the movie, so it's pretty fresh up here now. We'll see what it looks like two years from now. But Okay, do you remember watching this movie? Yes. This is the first question. Yes, I definitely do. Uh, How long did it take you to realize that you'd seen it? <laughs> Probably longer than I should should have. <laughs> it was like the whole first scenes uh, didn't click. I think when it clicked was when um, the like the, the bus crashed into the car and then like that whole scene started to play out where like the guy pulled the gun on her and then he comes down from the mountain and starts the shootout. That's when I was like, ah. Yes, I do remember this. And then pretty much everything after that, mudslide, everything started to click and fall into place. Um, there's a lot of like little details, I guess, that you'd say I could say I didn't remember um, or like the ways that the movie went. But yeah, uh, the whole first 15, 20 minutes, though, I was like not clicking. Didn't remember. Sage, I remember your, everything. Yeah, I was going to say, Sage, your second impressions. Did you watch the movie? Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually watched it. Was, I kind of wanted to watch it. And it was also nice because my grandma just came into town. She wanted to hang out. So we watched Romancing the Stone, which was funny. What, did she like it? Yeah. She, gosh, she was funny. She, it was like little things. She'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> like there was the scene where the, uh, the croc, the snapper eats the guy's hand. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> and like put her arm like on me and was like <laughs> bracing everyone. And I was like, Momo, this is nothing like don't show just, her game of thrones yeah then, but it was there were <laughs> don't show her happy times, gilmore <laughs> like when the car or when the cat uh when the bus crashed into the car she was like oh my god and like <laughs> covering her head and i was like are you this is new to me can you just not handle even the slightest bit of drama and so that was the very entertaining that was the uh huh. words hangover <laughs> <laughs> That was the side entertainment of the movie, but well. So as was, a second impression, though, did you like it? Yeah, I did like this movie more the second time than the first time. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, my first, my actual first impressions is the only one with first impressions. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought it was good '80s schlock. Like, by no means does this hold up as a good movie. I'm gonna. I'm going to refrain from comparing this to other adventure-ish movies um, for a reason you'll find out later. But for an 80s schlock, let's just get a movie made type of deal is kind of what this felt like. It was good. It was fun. I mean, it didn't take itself too seriously. And it was it was just a, it was an easy watch. Very easy watch. Yeah. My second impression, what my one and one one point five impression Um was that it was it was fine it was good i don't think it was anything crazy good and it wasn't terrible but yeah i mean it was an easy watch i think you said it well yeah i don't know i don't it was it was it was all right i think i have 
we'll get into it more. I have some like critiques on it and things that I didn't like about it or things that I thought um, could have been better. But um, at the end of the day, I don't really hold it against it too much because yeah, it's a, just an '80s rom com and it did its job for like for the most part. So yeah. Um, well, I don't really know where we want to go or how to get into this. I, I will say I to cover this quickly because you guys aren't not really into it, but um, the score I, I liked the score a lot. Um, Alan Silvestri did the score. He did he does a lot of um, what's his faces. Zemeckis's scores, he did the Back to the Future stuff. Um, I think he did, oh, what's the movie that Forrest Gump and all those. And um, I think he did the first Avengers movie. He did Endgame 2, Infinity War. So pretty good um, composer and really got his, like, cut his teeth in the 80s and did a bunch of those, like, classic 80s movies. He did The Abyss as well. Um, But I the first time I really noticed the score and was like, Oh, I like this was the car chase scene. Um, which one? The, the one with Pepe, Pepe, the car, um, the, the big, like the Ford truck with the drug dealer guy that was a fan of, um, her, that sounded, it sounded so much. And again, this is going to be a reference that you guys don't know, but it sounded so much like the, um, Magnum PI, uh, theme. It was, and I I love Magnum PI. Um, that started in 1980, so that came first. But um, actually, I want to play you guys the Magnum theme. I was gonna say, if you have it pulled up, you play it. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like fantastic, a fantastic TV show. Sounds exactly I, like it. Um, I I love Magnum PI. Um, it's 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 one of my all time favorites. It's it's not like a Game of Thrones. It's not like any of that stuff. But it's just a fun adventure type series. Um, that was just a so eighties and so awesome. And Tom Selleck is just another one of those guys that is just cool. But yeah, that, the, yeah. Does that sound like the soundtrack? Sounded exactly like it. Yep. Yeah. Pure '80s. Yep. Pure '80s adventure. Yeah, it it just screams adventure in a jungle. Yeah. In like a tropical place. Yeah. Um. And, okay. So, and I guess going to things post score. Um. The like, but I think it goes into like some of like when the car chase scene made me think about this already. Um. Plot wise, like the adventure side of this movie was all right. It was pretty average. I think the adventure side was good. The storyline of finding El Corazon was pretty bad. Um, like, I liked that they, like, they set it up really well with the whole treasure map and, like, people wanting the map. 
um, <clears throat> and all these different parties involved. Um, and they were kind of like on their own to go find it. Um, and well, they had to decide whether they actually wanted to go look for it or just hand over the map. But um, the way that they like find the stone from the map was so bad and so not well thought out. <laughs> it was just like, even, they didn't even, even give us any scene, details like, from the map. Yeah. yeah. As, with that scene when they get away from like the soldiers. With the drug dealer? With the drug dealer. And he sees that tree thing, devil trident thing. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, what in the world is it like it? His reaction, Michael Douglas's reaction, made me think that like something supernatural was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he looked afraid of it yeah. instead of like trying to shoo them away so they don't realize that that's part of the map. Yeah. Which I guess is how you're supposed to take that. But and then like it was just so silly though that like it was almost like they're just looking for a car to get into a town and not like actually trying to find this map. And then they, which I guess like that was part of the plot, I guess, is that they weren't always doing this treasure hunt. They didn't decide to do the treasure hunt until later, but like when they, when they decided to do the treasure hunt, it was just because they're like, Oh, we saw the tree on the map and that means that we're close. And then they just like drove the car to this one place and just, and like almost like the map was already folded in the way to show the waterfall. That was one thing that I thought was kind of funny. Cause she was like, Oh my gosh, look, just put it together and just perfectly just said waterfall. They stumbled onto it because of inco- because of convenience. Yeah, and it wasn't anything like an adventure to find the stone, and then like just so happened to like the one place in the waterfall dig and find it. I was like, that was all terrible, um, and that's like one of my biggest knocks on the movie. But then again, that's not really like they that wasn't their main goal and drive of this movie. Um, it hit everything else as far as like the just the cheesy rom comness of it all. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I was like, that was a terrible, terrible treasure map. <laughs> yeah. So Sage, you said you liked it better a second time. Are there reasons for that? Um, it was, well, so the first time watching it, I had the same comments that you guys have been making. Um, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't overwhelming or surprising. It was just, and that, yeah, the, schmuck or cheese however you want to call it was very apparent in this movie and i think just watching it the second time i knew that i was getting into a subpar story plot and so i think it was just uh yeah i'm kind of like a roller coaster i just like put my hands up and went for the ride and it was just more entertaining that way so whereas the first time i didn't remember it being very entertaining i remembered it kind of just dragging along this subpar plot so that's my gist i mean it's yeah you were able to see past some of those things the second time and just take it for what it is yeah it weirdly reminds me of lost in translation because the first time i watched that i was really annoyed with a lot of the thing i think i like couldn't get past the things i was annoyed with the first time watching it and then the second time knowing that those things that were annoying existed i kind of overlooked them and focused on the rest of the movie and enjoyed it significantly more. So I think it's just a similar situation. I think that makes sense. And well, another reason why I'm bumping it up is because I could watch it a second time within two years. It's not often that, or not. Yeah. That's like a, if I can watch the same movie within two years and still enjoy it, that's in itself a bump up for me because that means it's a movie that you can, if it's a movie you can watch, multiple times and not be disappointed. Yeah, super bored. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, here's a little Zemeckis trivia for you, Sage. Do you know what his first feature length movie was or what it was about? No, I mean, Roger okay. Rabbit is like the oldest mm-hmm. I can think of. This is older than Roger Rabbit. This is older than Roger Rabbit. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I, I like giving these hints. I didn't know this until I looked at it, but, um, it was about a, it was about a bunch of, uh, teenagers from New Jersey trying to go see a band perform. I'm, I'm just looking for the band here. Um, and let's see. This band was massive. The movie came out in 1978. They were really big in um, the 60s and 50s. This band was, you could probably call them the biggest band of all time, and not many people would argue with you. The Beatles? Yeah. In 19, it's, it was called I Want to Hold Your Hand. In 1964, six teenagers from New Jersey run off to see the Beatles perform on the Ed Sullivan Show in the hope of meeting their idols. However, they don't have tickets. Along the way, they learn new things about friendship and growing up. I hate the Beatles. Really? <laughs> yeah. You hate the Beatles? I don't think I really hate the Beatles, but Beatles fans and just Beatles people drive me up a wall, and I hate the Beatles because of them. <laughs> I- I went through a massive Beatles phase in third grade. I was obsessed. Um, I'm not obsessed anymore, but I, I like the Beatles. I, I like most of their music. I, I hate the song Imagine. I think it's my least favorite song ever recorded, which was obviously not the Beatles, but it was John Lennon. Imagine is just a garbage song. Or Paul McCartney. I, no, it was John Lennon. Yeah. I seriously think that Beatles fans are like in the realm of, Dallas Cowboys fans. Really? For me, I hate, I just can't talk to him about the Beatles. See, because like you just kind of like the Beatles. I'm like, okay, shut the fuck up. That's fair. I I can see that. I I actually think Dallas fans aren't as bad now. I think the worst fandom in NFL football is Broncos fans. Whoa, that's a hot take. Mm -hmm. That's a major hot take. Maybe it's just because I'm a fallen Broncos fan, I'm a recovering Broncos fan, but. They're just so delusional. Like <laughs> Nathaniel true. Hackett's bad, and I don't know if they're admitting it. Dude, they were <laughs> booing for like five minutes at the <laughs> Texans in the second quarter. Um, the fans were booing. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> maybe they are admitting it. But I, I didn't. I didn't watch that game with sound on. That was a red zone game, so I, I didn't hear the boos. But um, Romancing the Stone was his third feature length movie directed. He directed Used Cars before that, and then the one after that, after Romancing the Stone, was Back to the Future. So he came up pretty quick i haven't, um, I haven't seen I, I don't even think i've seen back to the future so really yeah. sage hates that movie too tate you've seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> just don't say that you because <laughs> god <laughs> um but i like i I'd, I'd probably watch some of his other movies around this time just to like see if like romancing the stone is one of the better ones or one of the worst ones um, back to the future is amazing yeah i mean it gets that hype. Um, but cause I, I thought that this like, wasn't that impressive of a film. So yeah, I don't know. Kind of, maybe it's a good come up. Maybe like the first three all kind of were average or kind of subpar. There was and, a like, sequel to this. Hits. There's a sequel to romancing the stone. Yes. Romancing the stone oh, was God. also nominated for an Oscar. Oh God. The sequel is called the jewel of the Nile. Zemeckis did not return, but Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner did. Danny DeVito did. Spiros Focus did. Uh, her sister did. So pretty much everyone did, but the director. Well, I mean, like yeah. main 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 cast. Yeah. Um, Weird. 
Yeah, so like this was a big movie. Like this this movie was a big deal and it was super popular. It was nominated for best film editing, which is interesting. Also weird. Um, yeah. I wonder how much money it made. Let's see. Grossed worldwide 86 86 and a half million. So that's pretty good for This you. is but this is your movie. Wow. This is going to be a, maybe a Sage, I don't know if you're going to like this comparison or not, but this is kind of like the Beatles. I'm just going to go ahead and compare that right now. Like if, if, I mean, not like the Beatles, but like as far as I think that Beatles are kind of overrated, I think, sure, the Beatles are good, but I think that the hype that they get is way more than I, like actually how good they are. And I think maybe that box office just makes me think about this movie, that this movie like hits all of the notes about what people want to go see in a theater. It's like an adventure, rom-com, um, with like this awesome cast, blah, 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 blah. But it's not that great. It's very overrated, I think, um, if it was nominated for Oscars and killing it at the box office. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think people, like even at the time, were like, this is the best movie ever made. Like this is the next like massive franchise or anything like that. But like it, it was it was a pretty good hit. I would I would guess that it was compared to like the second Jumanji with The Rock. Where like you watch that second Jumanji, you're like, this theaters. is a fun movie. What? It got people into the theaters. Yeah. Well, like it, it got people in the theaters. Like it had some star appeal with like The Rock and Michael Douglas, right? That's a The Rock's probably a bigger name now than Michael Douglas was then, but Michael Douglas was a massive star. Yeah. Um and so like n- nobody walked out of the second Jumanji movie going, Wow, that movie changed my life. I want to get into <laughs> filmmaking. <laughs> I don't think many people probably walked out of this one like that either. Yeah. But I, I before we move away from the Beatles, I do want to mention one of my favorite new country songs by William Clark Green. It's called She Likes the Beatles. Should I listen to it? She likes the Beatles and I like the Stones. She likes romantic movies. I like Indiana Jones. Yeah. She goes to church and I stay at home. Oh, she likes the Beatles. Now like the stones. Good song. Good lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess, and then, okay, so if we're going to keep going on Romance of Stone, um, knowing that there's a sequel, the other thing that I really didn't like about this one was the ending I thought was terrible. But it was so 80s rom-com that I think it fits the bill, but <laughs> it was t- so bad. <laughs> and, like, so... There was another movie that came out this year. I, I hate just comparing this movie to a bunch of different movies, but it was the Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe and Channing Tatum one. Um, oh, what, what the, the heck hell? is the name of that movie? Um, Daniel Radcliffe, Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, oh, I know what you're talking The Lost about. City of D. Yeah. Z. D? Oh, the Lost City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was another one. Like, it, it, uh, Romancing the Stone is probably better than The Lost City. But um, Sandra Bullock is also a romantic novelist. Wow. And like that movie kind of plays out like a romantic novel. This movie very much plays out like a romantic novel. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the whole point. Yeah. It's about a romantic novelist living out the life life of one of her romantic novels. Yeah. Meeting her James or whatever. Jesse. Jesse. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's also classic like 80s rom-com to just be like I don't know, so just like infatuated with like um finding the one. I feel like every mm-hmm. rom-com from like the, the 80s one and, 90s and is... like the the perfect guy who's yeah. like selfless and always there, never taking advantage and like 
the cowboy that shows up at the right time and hits three bad guys, all three with three shots down yeah. off their horse. <laughs> <laughs> or on the flip side, a girl that has orange hair and says, about a boom. <laughs> girl. Well, she was perfect. Yeah. This had um, all the, is, all the cheese. Is hot, yeah. Is hot wiring cars like a real thing anymore? Like, could you hot wire like a 2022 car? You're asking the I, wrong cat. I mean, those old cars for sure, but these days with computer software, I know. I don't know. I, That's what I mean. Especially the like push to start ones. Like, I don't know if that would be easier or harder. I have no idea. Probably harder, unless you, yeah, I would guess harder because like it's looking for that like key signal. But and I don't. All know. of us are telling the world that none of us are capable. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not really the that car was crowd. Follow up <laughs> question of is what you do you guys think if you were to sit in like a 1964 car? without the keys and you had to hotwire it, could you figure out how to do it? Are the wires sitting there? <laughs> no, because that's my other point is in every single movie, the wires are just there. They're just there. <laughs> yeah, if I had to figure out how to get to the wires, no chance. If the wires are I'd sitting there. I'd rub two wires together and my seat would fold back. <laughs> I would figure it out before Tate, that's for sure. I don't know. I got pretty lucky. <laughs> he does. I would put my money on tape. I, I would just grab the first two wires and be like, I don't know, red and blue, and then put them together in the car and go, gong, 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 and I go, all right, cool. That's and Sage, shockingly accurate. You would probably get it started first, but yours would be out of gas. <laughs> yeah, that's actually <laughs> the most likely outcome. <laughs> that's funny. Wow. Well, I did like how Danny DeVito just kind of happened to be in the right place at the right time. Well, Depends on who you ask, but throughout this entire movie, he kind of just stumbled into it all, all the time, and that was kind of great. <laughs> Maybe one of the most useless characters in the history of movies. Yeah, he didn't do anything, and he was just pissed no. that his brother made him. Like, why did he? Yeah, that that everything about that was Cousin, pretty bad. Not brother. Cousin. Cousin. Yeah. Like how he was just like forcing him to hunt down this girl, and he was just hanging out with his snappers all day, every day. Just chilling. Look at all and those snappers. Danny DeVito was just getting put through the ringer. Tough. But yeah, he didn't really do anything. No. But I did laugh really hard, though, when he took the stone, and then the the cops started coming at everybody, and then he started taking off and just was shooting behind his back and running while he was just <laughs> yeah. firing his gun. Like, as soon as he starts to run down the hill, he just falls down yeah, the hill. Yeah, <laughs> immediately once he gets on the slope, just falls and rolls. <laughs> and then just gets up and starts firing behind his back, but not even looking. Uh, he did have a funny line that I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but when all the like people on horseback showed up, he's like, Oh, Mounties. And I was like, yeah. is that like a Canadian reference? What the <laughs> hell? It was just so weird. I thought that that was, was going to be both parties meeting all in the same place. Yes. And, and like, I thought those were going to be opposing parties, but they yeah. seemed to be on the same side. They were on the same side, but I thought that, yeah, I thought they were going to be like the mm -hmm. two opposing like parties. DeVito's like, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which I'm also glad that finally DeVito's people showed up at the very end. Cause I was just like, where is, I was like, they're kind of showing that there's like these two parties that you should be scared of. Um, but one of them is very present <laughs> in their pursuit. And the other one is, and the other one just sent Danny DeVito. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's all they did. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that finally at that last scene, like their whole crew showed up and there was kind of a big shootout scene. Um, they were all very bad shots. I don't, I think like maybe worst. like one person died that it was the worst and like even when they like went down the waterfall and they got separated on the river and they're down the other sides 
and they're just sitting there like talking to each other while bullets were just landing <laughs> all around them at their feet. And they're just like, all right, we'll meet you back at the hotel. And, like not even scared. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Pretty. Funny. There were like a few, like, like there were many moments in this where I was like, okay, if they would have like gone like full, almost parody movie or just like full comedy, like, I think it might've worked really well. Like, when when they when she drives the car into the river and she's trying to steer and he just like looks over and he's like what are you doing yeah that's not how you yeah. you're not you're not steering in the water and she's like i don't know i was like that that could have been really funny if they would have like played it up more and like just had more of that stuff i think it could have been a very funny comedy well and everything with danny devito i thought was pretty funny like i mean if they would have maybe put danny devito with another like hooligan goofball and like they're kind of almost like a I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes comedy is always like really good when you have two like dumb, dumb, dumbs trying to like get something done. Yeah. But like, see, I think I, I don't think any, any of the things that DeVito did, like there's comedy there I, is kind of what I'm saying is th- th- there could have there been could comedy. Have been, there. Yes. That, that's what I was trying to say. I mean, I thought he was kind yeah, of funny like, sometimes, but there was a big, oh, for sure. Like yeah. if they went full comedy, there would have been yes. a much bigger piece with that. Maybe and like that I is, maybe that is the difference. Maybe I watched it first thinking it was like a rom drum. And then watching this one, I definitely like went into it this time thinking it was a rom-com and I enjoyed it like massively more. So maybe having that lens of it being more leaning towards a comedy than a drum. But it's still kind of like, I mean, I wouldn't really fully call this a comedy. Like they, like kind of what Jacob was saying, I think that they, they could have gone more into the comedy realm, but I think they stayed too serious and like on some points and um, it, I think that brings it down a little bit for me. Yeah, and like they almost like cut away from the comedy. Like I'm thinking like so the Devito close, stuff and when he's on the there. phone and he like falls over. They like cut like as he's like before he's even like hit the ground, and I'm like, you could have shown something funny there. Yeah, the the stuff like with the old lady and him crawling underneath the table. Like you yeah. could have had him stick his head out, thinking he was on the other side of the table, but he sticks his head up into the lady's dress. Yeah, they need some. You know what I mean? Charlie Chaplin on. <laughs> yeah on directing some of that like those yeah like they could have done some like slapstick stuff that i think yeah. really would have worked well and like i kept on thinking that that was coming a lot like when they jump in the car mm-hmm. and like the keys are already in the car and danny devito's in the back seat i was like oh this is gonna be funny and nothing mm-hmm. comes of that and like yeah so there's a lot of missed opportunity i think in the comedy side of this that they i, just didn't I take. do have a i'm confused about one scene when they get the emerald green ruby what emerald yeah emerald emeralds are green oh maybe um and michael douglas picks it up and he goes we're in trouble now before danny devito even pops up yeah and like i think devito's like devito pops up right after and he's like yeah you are i'm I'm like what that line wasn't supposed to set you up yeah i'm like i was just so confused why are you in trouble you're like you just got the upper hand until well, and it's like he he knew he was in trouble when he knew how important this thing was, but then yeah. again, it's like you were finding treasure. What did you and like, think you were gonna find? How like it, it? It was like it was supposed like it was like he just picked up like a like super duper like important historical importance like thing, but they didn't give any background they as to like no what background. It, the historical importance of it. Yeah, they give nothing. Like they could have like throughout the movie hinted or gave gave a little more context about like maybe something that like this this emerald or this like 
rock, this type of uh, gem is super valuable or things like that. Um, but yeah, they like they find it, and I was like, oh, is that it? And then he was like, we're in trouble. It was terrible. The other thing that I thought was kind of confusing about this all, whole thing is that the whole reason, which I don't think they ever said this, but I think it's kind of implied, um, but I, I think I would have liked to hear more on it. But like her sister's husband is murdered by the guy. By the like sergeant guy. Yep. But we don't know anything about why he was murdered. Are we just supposed to assume that it's for this treasure map? Yeah. I'm assuming he was like yeah. a treasure hunter. Okay. Yeah. I think that that like, that's kind of like all implied, but I think more context on like the reason they got into this trouble, like her, her sister got kidnapped and her, like, and her sister's husband died um, and sent her this map. I would have liked that more, but yeah, like it, it's almost like it was stuck between do we want to take this seriously or do we want to make this pretty funny and like and lax or do we want this to be like super romantic? And so like if they wanted this to be like more serious, maybe open the movie up with the husband getting killed and the sister like not knowing how to like being in that situation then being kidnapped and then we meet Joan. But instead, like, we just kind of meet the sister, and it's like, oh, okay, like, sure. I, I guess we're supposed to be upset that she's kidnapped because Joan's upset. But, like, give us a reason for the audience to be upset as well. And then when we meet Joan, and then when we see them reconnect, we're happy about it. We're not just like, yay, where's yeah. where's Michael Douglas now? Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. It, yeah, it felt like it was just not a, not a deep movie, obviously, very on the surface, and... Um, didn't, didn't like almost spread too thin on what they're going for. But anywho, it was fine. And when, if I would have been the one to cross that bridge, why would you not just walk apart across the metal part? Like there's yeah. plenty of like handheld holds where you can just like shimmy yourself across. Yeah. <laughs> why try to walk on the wood? It was funny when immediately when she landed, she popped that bottle. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Oh, wow. We didn't even talk about the campfire. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that's probably I would. That's after there is probably where I would have thought Tate forgot the whole movie. He probably gotten <laughs> inspired by the campfire. Oh man, that man, that looks pretty looks. fun. Good to... man, I need some of that. <laughs> that was good. I don't think that that would that would get you so insanely high, like throwing that much weed on a fire and hot box in a plane. You see how she passed out? She yeah, was but that wasn't baked. Yeah, you would but she that was face much first weed. into the bag. Yeah, that was probably you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, yeah, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> it was so ridiculous that he was just throwing pounds and pounds of weed on this fire and just see, he was chilling. I'm starting to see I liked this movie and I completely saw in the rom-com realm like well, for sure like in the comedy realm and all these things that y'all are saying that you didn't find funny i thought they were pretty funny really so it, it, it does seem like maybe the balance or the tipping point is on how you frame this movie while watching it whether it's like a drum or like a serious movie or a com because mm-hmm. like for sure beginning end for this one i saw it as a comedy and i thoroughly enjoyed it a lot better than the first time i watched it so i'm because i was just you guys kept saying like you didn't like this you didn't like that you didn't like this you didn't like that and i was like 
I mean, they weren't bad. They weren't like knocks on it by any means. And they actually made me laugh more often than not. But that was just a quick, because like the whole camp, the whole baking campfire scene, I thought was hilarious. I was like, that's, I thought that was great. I, I, thought, I thought it was yeah. so silly and dumb. I was like, that's pretty funny. And see, that yeah, whole scene, fine. I think, did all of those things the best. Like it did the serious good. It did the funny good. And yeah, I, I, I thought that was probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. But um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of the other ones that I think could have done better. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I think when Jacob first read the synopsis, or maybe it was when I first read the synopsis a little while ago back, um, that it says like it's a rom-com adventure. Um, so I, like, I knew it was a rom-com going into it, but I just still thought that like there was missed potential on the comedy side. Like it could have been funnier. Um, and it didn't, like I laughed a couple times. And when I laughed was when Danny DeVito fell and was shooting the gun. And every time he said something about the snappers, like those made me laugh. But <laughs> other than that, like I didn't laugh too hard at any of these scenes. Look yeah. Oh, the snappers. other one that was like so close to being really funny, but I didn't quite find it that funny was the whole drug dealer loving um, Joan Wilder. Like yeah. when yeah, he fell in love yeah, with her, funny. I was like, I had a smirk on. I was just like, Ooh, this will be good. And then it felt like it was just close, but, and there was a lot of potential there for a really good comedy interaction. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of weird. <laughs> like, cause they were getting shot at the entire time and you're kind of like, Oh, this is a serious car chase scene, but he's kind of like kidding around and like not scared. My at brother all. planted that third tree up <laughs> there. And this is where my father was born. Taking them through a tour of the town <laughs> yeah. as they're just getting shot at <laughs> and like their cars on fire. And he's like, it's, it's, I did like that. He's like, it's okay. The tires are fireproof. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that I thought that stuff was pretty funny too. Yeah, I thought that whole series it was, was funny. Pretty good, but I thought like I it felt like it even could have been like if they went full comedy on this. I think it had yeah. Anywho, it was pretty good. Don't yawn. You're gonna make me yawn. Sorry. Um, I I as soon as the western gal threw the knife, I'm like, oh, our main character is gonna throw it, throw a knife and win. And so I was wrong. She did not win. The guy just easily blocked it. I definitely yeah. thought that she was going to win that right there. I did like the line when her publisher was like, oh, you're going to make me a hopeless romantic or you're such a hopeless romantic, whatever it was. And she responds with, no, hopeful romantic, not hopeless. I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of a nice little line. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a nice little line at the beginning of the movie when she like set it down and the, and the girl's like, oh, read and, read and weep. And she was just like, something like, <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, literally. She was just mm, bawling mm-hmm. while she was writing it. Mm-hmm. But just a classic mm-hmm. scene that they turned into a timely. Um, I I rolled my eyes hardcore at the end when Michael Douglas showed up and yeah. oh, he put his boots up and they were out. Oh, yeah. boots. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, of course they are. Yeah. I, I literally put the I put the eye roll emoji in my notes. <laughs> yeah. The the sailboat in New York with the alligator <laughs> boots. And they're getting all the green lights. No. <laughs> yeah i roll that's the only way to yeah summarize that i would take 1980s kathleen turner on a sailboat sailboat cruise through new york 1980s kathleen turner on a sailboat cruise more than 2020 kathleen turner <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that's why i specified 80s yeah it's a dramatic change how old are those two now these days well, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas still looks good. Yeah, he overcame cancer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to read this quote. You, you brought it up, Sage. 
<laughs> Shit. <laughs> Without wanting to get too specific, this particular cancer is caused by HPV, which actually comes about from cunnilingus, Douglas 68 told the British newspaper The Guardian. Oh, that's what you mentioned the last yes. podcast. So that was real. He literally got cancer from cunnilingus. <laughs> wow, that's funny. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Kathleen Turner is 68. Michael Douglas is 77. And he's still rocking it, man. He's still rocking the MCU as the old Ant-Man. Michael Douglas rocks. Is he still rocking yeah. the alligator boots, you think? I don't know. He might. The other part that was ridiculous, though, was when uh, her sister passed out because he caught the knife in the wood. I was like, come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. And then she passed out again <laughs> when he said he's going to leave. Yeah, terrible. She just passed out again. I'm like, what? Oh, I was really annoyed when uh, Michael Douglas was just struggling to climb up the sloped wall. I was like, bro, like... Yeah. Pretty sure I could do that. Wait, that wall was not sloped. It was a little bit. It was. I thought it. Sloped. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, to whole... me, it looked like it was straight up and down, and I was like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen," but I love it. Yeah, no, it, it is, was kind of ridiculous when they showed it from okay. the bird's eye view, or like showed it from down. It looked like it was slightly sloped to where you could kind of crawl up it, but a little bit of like had to have a grip. Um, but it was definitely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. He's just sliding down like eight different times. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets up there and he's like, I'm here. She already killed him. <laughs> yeah. She already fed him to the snappers. You could have just held on to the croc and you'd yeah. have been just fine. You'd have been fine. The snapper. And instead he just said, all right, now you're good on him. I'm going to go get that croc. <laughs> Jump into the ocean. Look at those snappers. All right. I don't well, got, that's, I don't that's all else. I got. Yeah. Is there any trivia about Didn't Mike? You want romancing the stone trivia, do you? All right. I'll give it to you. Studio executives were so sure this film would flop that Robert Zemeckis was preemptively fired from directing Cocoon. It turned out to be such a success that Zemeckis was able to go forward with his own project, Back to the Future. That's cool. That is pretty neat. Um, Cocoon was then directed by Ron Howard. And did Cocoon flop? Um, I don't... Hmm. I don't know. Let's look it up. Um... No, it made the same amount of money as *Romancing the Stone*, eighty-five point three million, so just two hundred thousand less. Um, but I think I saw it won two Oscars, so Whoa. no, definitely not. Best actor in a supporting role and best effects, visual effects, which is interesting. Um, oh, Ralph McQuarrie did the visual effects for that one. That's neat. Star Wars connection. Um, Though described by some film critics as a ripoff of 1981's Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the original screenplay had actually been written five years earlier, around 1979. That's pretty interesting. I got a couple interesting mm. ones real quick. Okay. The screenplay for Romancing the Stone was written five years earlier by a Malibu waitress um, in what would end up being her only screenplay made into a movie, and she died in a car crash a year and a half after the film was released. Well. At least you got to see her movie, hopefully. Alan Silvestri was hired to do a temporary score for the film, but director Robert Zemeckis liked his work so much that he kept him on as a composer. In the famous dance scene, Michael Douglas was not aware that he was being filmed. He was dancing with Kathleen Turner and some extras and was surprised to find Robert Zemeckis had been filming the entire time. Wow, actually, that's kind of cool. cool. That is cool. Hopefully they're in a uh, one-party consent state, not a (laughs) two-party. 
the well, like the um, people around him were just kind of standing there watching him at one point during the dancing. Mm-hmm. During the dancing, I was like, I was like, that's kind of weird. I was like, maybe they're going to do like this. Everybody makes a circle around him and lets him just dance. Um, but that fits that then because they just <laughs> were going and the other the ex- some of the extras were like, what are they doing? All right, we're done dancing. We can watch the stars dance. <laughs> Look <laughs> at that. a good dancer then. You know what? I did not know this. I knew that Sylvester uh, composed most of Zemeckis' movies, but this film marked the beginning of director Robert Zemeckis' partnership with composer Alan Silvestri. Ever since then, Silvestri has composed the music for every single Zemeckis-directed film, including that shitbag Pinocchio this year. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It said that uh, Syl- Sylvester Stallone was originally considered for the role of Jack T. Colton. Um, let's see. So how about is this one true? The film was originally to be filmed in Colombia, where the story takes place. However, life imitated art, and that Colombia also suffered an increase in American kidnapping, so production was moved to Mexico. <laughs> That's true, because I was literally I mean, just about that to read that one. That was 70s and 80s, Colombia. Yeah. That is not the time to go to Colombia. Yeah, it said that. Is now the time to go to Colombia? Heck yeah, yes. brother. I hope Absolutely. so. I hope so. It said that, yeah, because I was just reading that one, that it was filmed mostly in Mexico, and it said parts were shot in Snow Canyon, Utah. Oh, that was probably the very first scene. That was probably the very first scene, yeah. I was like, I don't know where else, (laughs) what else would have been in Utah in this movie. Zion National Park? Is that where Snow Canyon is? I don't know where Snow Canyon is. I don't either, but it says Zion National Park, St. George, Utah. Located Uh, in the red. It's like very southern Utah. Located in the Red Cliffs yeah, I, Desert. I've been Missouri. to St. George. I've golfed in St. George. It's a great golf place. Oh. Uh, what is that face for? Turner later said of the film's production that she said, I remember terrible arguments with uh, Zemeckis um, doing this film. He's a film school grad fascinated by cameras and effects. I never felt that he knew what I was having to do to adjust my acting to some of his damn cameras. Sometimes he put you in a ridiculous po- ridiculous postures. I'd say this is not helping me. This is not the, like like the way the way I like to work. Um, but ah, wow, that was a terrible quote. Then I thought that was going to keep going somewhere, but that's all it was. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yep. All right. Do we have anything else? Nope. No. All right. Let's. From the aggregators, a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, an 86 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 63 out of 100 on metacritic sage you though the listeners do not know this what was your score of the movie before or after you watched it the first time i remember what you said if you don't I'm pretty sure it's a 70 that's what you said yeah i can double check quick dun, 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 dun. yeah i gave it a 70 okay out of 100 the first does, time does did it raise yeah, I think it went up to like a 70, <laughs> not like significantly, maybe a 73. I'd say it's 73 just because I was one very surprised that I enjoyed it as thoroughly as I did. Um, re- inconveniently rewatching it, Tate. But um, yeah, I mean, if you put it in the like frame of mind mindset of it's a comedy, I think it does make it. Uh, a lot more enjoyable at least that was definitely my experience it is absolutely full of schmuck and cheese and 
everything you could expect, but at the same time, like the shots are pretty, um, it's entertaining. I laughed more than I thought I would. And my grandma thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm gonna give this a 71. I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's an entertaining movie. I mean, it, it, are there, are there things that if they would have changed it, would I have, do I think I would have enjoyed it more? Probably, but I, I didn't make the movie, so I'm not necessarily the one that should be, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the movie. It's a good eighties schlocky adventure flick. Um, wow. I'm going to be the lowest out of all of us. Uh, but I'm going to go with a 65. I'm, I'm, I, think, I think I'm kind of like a rom-com snob a little bit about like how cheesy some are. And like, I mean, obviously there's cheese in every rom-com. Um, but this one I thought was, I don't know. The first time I guess I watched it that I don't really remember, I gave it a 72. Um, this time around, I just was, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of pieces that I thought I'd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, whoa, 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 pause. Yeah. I was muted, which is very frustrating because my Google <laughs> clock was going off. But wait, whoa, whoa. Hit the brakes. Are when, you wanting him to pause for the same thing that I am? Absolutely. What did you give it the first time? 72. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Because Sage just gave it that? No. It's, uh, what's oh. his rule? What's his rule, Jacob? Does he need a... It was actually a 7.2, technically, out of 10, I guess, is like what my... Uh... That is the same thing. Yeah. This was pre... This was pre-podcast. Yeah. So I didn't have my rule set up. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that when you guys jumped on Oh, as soon like, as you said it. Happen? Yeah. I was like, oh, oh whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other reason that I got to change it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, 65. It was fine. I don't think it was, as far as rom-coms go, I, there's a lot of other ones that I like a lot more. Um, yeah. That's fair. But I will say... It being a cheesy rom-com is like the dumbest thing you could say because rom-com is like probably yeah. the cheesiest genre out there. But there's a lot yeah. of rom-coms that I think are like equally as cheesy or even more, but just done better um, as far as like a, like they're funnier yeah. and the That's romance fine. is better. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. That's fine. It's a cheesy yeah. genre. And this one, there's, yeah, there's there's other ones I like more. So that's an average score of 70 for Romancing the Stone. Next up, we are going to be doing something a little bit different here. We are, um, in in my opinion, one of the hardest things about picking movies is there's a lot of movies that are in franchises, in series, and it's hard to pick those movies because then you want to review the rest of them, but then you don't necessarily want to use the rest of your like the next, I don't know, four picks, three picks, two picks to just watch those series. You know what I mean? And then it's also three weeks in between each one. So I had, I had this, I think this idea kind of came to me last night. I was like, what if we just did, took a break from our normals programming. This is going to kind of be our special episode and find a series that we want to review and review a whole series of movies. So we're going to take um, a, a break of it and each week will be the movie of this series. So it'll be like almost like a month of just like this one series. Yeah. So the, the first one, and you know, it, it probably is because you picked this movie that 
it, the reason I want to do this series. And if you guys are okay with it and think it's a good idea, I'm very excited to do it. Do, how do we feel about doing Indiana Jones for our first series review? I'm in. I've never seen him. Well, if I have, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I'm not shocked, but I'm not against it. No? Do you, no. Yay? Yay or nay? Yay yeah, from fine. here. Okay. So there we go. You, you, that is the plan. Wait, so wait, for the wait. Next, yes. Are we including the most recent one with Shia LaBeouf? I think we have to. What's just that, because... Right? I'm out. <laughs> no way I'm watching that one. Well, we can get a guest on for that one. You don't have to review it. Good. With us. Because that um, one looks awful. That's the other thing this. that I do want to do for this is um, if you are a huge Indiana Jones fan, if you're a huge fan of another series and we do a different series, we want you on here. We want we want you to review. So review it with us. So if, if you are, if you think you're a good big Indiana Jones fan, reach out to us. Um, maybe it won't be every single episode, but... Um, as like the second and third and now fourth one, because say just bowing out of that one, which fair, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the next movie we are reviewing is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, now known as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. The movie came out in 1981. It was directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, written by, Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas. I haven't even pulled up the information on this movie. This is, um, should I say spoiler alert and say what's what, what the score I've already given this movie? Or should I save that? Save that. Let's save that. Okay. Well, we'll save that. But um, Harrison Ford, of course, um, John Reese Davies, Karen Allen, Alfred Molina's in this thing. It's, this is the peak of adventure movie. Um, I'm sure it's streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm like 95% sure it is. Um, oh, what? It looks like it's only on Showtime, which is maybe it's on. No, okay. I think it is on Paramount Plus too. But um, yeah. What do you guys think? I Sage, love have you seen Raiders? Yes. Tate's seen Raiders too. Yeah, I think this is, this is the one that I think I have seen, but it was a long time ago, so I don't really remember. I mean, it'll probably be like one of those things that I recognize scenes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, it's first time. Yeah, I. it's it's one of my favorite movies. I'll just say that. Um, it's Well, and I love like a good action adventure. Um, and I, I think like, I mean, obviously this is like a, one of the most well-regarded series um, of all time, so... I'm pretty pumped to watch them all. I've heard so many good things about it from our parents' generation and like other people. Um, but yeah, Harrison Ford's a baller. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped to just kind of just take a break from our thing and take a almost like the whole month of October and just mm-hmm. Indiana Jones it leading up to. Yeah, Halloween. I'm excited and like this. This isn't going to be something that we do like every couple months. It, it it'll be sparingly. Maybe it'll be once a year. Maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe like every three quarters of a year. Or so. And yeah, so if, before we get to the closeout of this episode, we mentioned that we were going to be going live for these Indiana Jones reviews, and that is very true. So why don't you go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and turn on your notifications. You can find it by searching The Good Day for a Movie Podcast. We actually have the dates that we are going to be recording these episodes. We're going to kind of do them in quick succession here because... Dayton Sage are off to Columbia in the middle of October here. So 
well, if you're listening to this on Monday the 26th, on Tuesday, the night of uh, the 27th, we will be recording. It'll probably be about 9.30, 10 o'clock Mountain Time. I know, kind of late, but the grind doesn't stop. Uh, then on the 29th, uh, probably about the same time, maybe a little bit earlier, depending on Tate's work schedule. Uh, so the 27th will be Raiders of the Lost Ark, the 29th Temple of Doom, and the third one, The Last Crusade, will be on October 4th. I'm not sure of a time for that. It'll also probably be about 9.30 or 10 o'clock or so. Um, and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that will actually be uh, a few weeks from now, probably the week of the 17th. So either the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, or 21st. Now, you're probably saying, well, why don't I just wait for the episode to come out? Well, yes, you can definitely do that. But if you do that, you will miss out on a giveaway we're going to be doing. More details to come, but what the prize is, is I actually went out and I bought all four Indiana Jones movies on 4K the other night. And along with those, a digital code for each individual movie came out. So what we're not too sure about yet is if we are going to give each movie out individually or if it'll just be all four movies all given out at one time to one winner but what i can tell you is you will have to have your submissions in by the kingdom of the crystal skull live episode so hopefully we will have we will we will have that date for you at least by the last crusade episode it's going to be something either leave a review or either email us and with a screenshot of proof that you're subscribed that may be what we're going to do. Maybe proof that you're subscribed to the podcast and proof that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. So if you are looking for Indiana Jones on 4K, all four movies or maybe each individually, that is what we are going to have in stock for you for that final episode of Franchise Frenzy. All right, back to me outroing the show. The other thing is if, if you've got series of movies that you, you think we should review... You can email us those suggestions at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet them at us at gd4gd underscore movies. You can uh, DM us on Instagram. Slide or maybe in our DMs, story. What? Yeah. <laughs> slide slide, in, slide DMs. in the DMs, baby. Do it. At, uh, you can find that handle at gd4gd.movies. Um, also, go ahead and leave us a five-star review on uh, five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. Um, and if not... I'll feed you to the snappers. I thought Sage froze for a <laughs> second before he made a sound. I'll romance your stone. Oh, oh easy, Tiger. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I'll feed you to hippopotamus. I don't know. A cocaine hippopotami. Wow. Yeah, man. Cocaine hippopotamus. Could you imagine a hippopotamus on cocaine? Fuck that scary stuff unless i'm writing it yeah Yeah. (laughs) into battle (laughs) that'd be fucking awesome (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll catch you next week at the movies Here, I don't give a damn. A mechanic can be a panic with just a good looking pen. He's looking at you, kid. And any bar may be right here. When you're trying to get 